Hey, Drew Dixon back with you for another Bible Thump. I hope you're having a good, restful day. Um, it's interesting that I bring that up because I think these launch on Sunday, which is a day we tend to think of as connected to rest. And our passage today uh, is a passage in which we see Jesus's desire for rest threatened. And um, that's something that we all have to deal with at times in life. Like our desire, our need for rest is going to be threatened. And how we respond says a lot about us. It says a lot about our perspective in the world. It says a lot about our priorities. Um, that's not to say that we don't deserve rest. We absolutely do. We'll get into that in a minute. But um, just think about that. Let's take a look at how Jesus responds when his need, his desire for rest is called into question. All right, Mark 6, starting in verse 30. The apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him all that they had done and taught. He said to them, Come away by yourselves to a remote place and rest for a while. For many people were coming and going, and they did not even have time to eat. So they went away with him in the boat by themselves to a remote place. But many saw them leaving and recognized them, and they ran on foot from all the towns and arrived ahead of them. So you see what's going on here. Like, Jesus and his disciples haven't had time to like have a quiet meal. They haven't had time to eat. They're so pressed by people and demands and needs that they haven't had time to themselves, and they try to go get it, and they're thwarted, immediately thwarted. Look at verse 34. When he went ashore, he saw a large crowd and had compassion on them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd. Then he began to teach them many things. When it grew late, his disciples approached him and said, This place is deserted, and it is already late. Send them away so that they can go into the surrounding countryside and villages to buy themselves something to eat. You give them something to eat, he responded to his disciples. They said to him, Should we go and buy 200 denarii worth of bread and give them something to eat? He asked them, How many loaves do you have? Go and see. When they found out, he said, Five, five uh, loaves and two fish. Then he instructed them to have all the people sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of hundreds and fifties. He took the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, he blessed it and broke the bread. And he gave it to his disciples to set before the people. He also divided the two fish among them all. Everyone ate and was satisfied. They picked up twelve baskets full of pieces of bread and fish. Now those who had eaten the loaves were five thousand men. So Jesus was in desperate need of a break. Like you've been there before, right? You felt like you've you're you're juggling so many things. There's so many responsibilities on you, and. And in these moments when there's so many responsibilities and you're juggling so many things, there's somebody else happens to just throw another two or three things on your plate, and you're like, there's no way I can take that on. I'm already dealing with X, Y, Z, right? Um, and it's, it's frustrating. It's frustrating to feel like you're in this position where you don't get a break, where you don't get a rest. Um, Jesus was in desperate need of a break, and he essentially didn't get one, right? His rest, his need for escape, we all need to escape sometimes, we all need rest sometimes, is interrupted by essentially an over-eager group of fa fans who, who were stalking him, right? Who saw him leave and followed him and figured out a way to get ahead of him um, to where he was going. We need to remember that rest is good. It's a gift from God. In fact, it's one that he commands us to use. At the very beginning, from the very beginning in the Bible, we see God valuing rest, God himself rested on the seventh day, right? Uh, and then in the Ten Commandments, as God begins to lay down uh, his law for his people in his place under his rule, he says, make sure you're setting aside a day of rest. Um, that was 
a message to them of like, hey, don't always be productive. You need to make time to cease from being productive. Um, so rest is a human need. It's a human desire. It's, it's a gift from God. God sees that we're limited, that we're um, that we have breaking points, that we, um, our physical bodies have physical limitations. And so he says, honor those and take time to take a break and rest. Um, so, so it's a wonderful thing. Rest is a beautiful, wonderful thing. It's a beautiful, wonderful gift from God. Um, and, and it's, and is that something that we need? And yet, um, we're going to see, we see in this passage how Jesus responds when his rest is violated. And to have our need for rest interrupted or violated, that's incredibly frustrating, to put it mildly, right? Um, Think about how you respond after a really long day when you finally get a moment to yourself and then all of a sudden one of your kids um, screams and starts crying and demands something. It's not not like they're hurt, but they're like, I want a cup of water or whatever. Like, those are moments for me when I'm like, I... I get pretty frustrated. I'll be honest with you. Sometimes I get pretty frustrated in those moments. Or you're you're at your breaking point. You know, you've had a really long day and you finally get a moment to yourself and you get a text message from a coworker demanding your attention, your help, your energy, and it's attention, help, energy that you don't feel like you have margin or ability or strength to give. Um, man, that's it's frustrating, right? And yet, um, I think we can tell a lot about ourselves, our character, our values, how and how we respond when our rest is interrupted, when our rest is um, like stolen from us, right? That's essentially what happens here. Jesus deserves rest, and that rest is stolen from him. And yet, when he sees the large crowd that had gathered, these rest, this large crowd of rest thieves, right, that have gathered at the shore to greet him, he sees them, and he has compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So you see the compassion of Jesus in this, don't you? Um, That he loved people more than he loved his own right to rest, right? He loved people more than his own needs and rights. Um, When he sees the large crowd, he has compassion. And his answer to their lack of a shepherd. He sees them like sheep without a shepherd. He, he sees them as lost, as, as not knowing which way to go. And his response to that is not to be like, come on guys, get your act together. But his res- answer is to teach, to educate them, to give them direction, right? He sees people in need of direction and he provides that direction. He meets the needs of needy people. That's Jesus's character. That's his posture. That's who he was and is. So it brings up the question of how do we see the people around us? How do you see the people around you? Do you see them from a, in a posture? Do you have a posture of compassion toward them? Do you see them as people who need um, something you might have to offer, something you might have to give? Or do you look down on them? Do you compare yourself to them? Do you stop and do a little calculation in your mind about whether they're worthy of your attention or your time? I think we do that all the time if we're honest. Like we stop and we calculate, does this person deserve my time, attention, and energy? And listen, we all have limits. Please don't hear me saying there's not time when you need to go like, I can't deal with this now because I'm already dealing with too much. Like you have to know yourself and know your limits. Um, but but do we, do we see people? Do we see people with compassion? 
Jesus saw people who needed direction, and he responded with teaching, with education. By the way, education is one way we can love our neighbors. Um, that's one thing that we try to do at Love My Nerd, right? Is we want to help people understand nerd culture so that they can engage it and love nerds. Um, it's really hard to love people if you're not willing to educate yourself about them. Um, and so that's why we write these articles about Dungeons and Dragons and helping Christians understand it. This is why we, we write articles about video games and and about Falcon and Winter Soldier and about board games. And this is why we go to conventions. And this is why we are on Twitch uh, constantly because we want to help people see the value in nerd culture and love and understand nerds. Um, but we want to help the church that tends to kind of look down on nerds to also help them understand it so they can then see them as people, see nerds as people who need love and support and guidance and, and care. Um, not as people to be corrected, but as people to be loved and served. So um, consider, I want you to consider how you educate um, others. Consider your posture when you do so. When you're telling people about Jesus or about his kingdom, um, what is your posture towards them? Is it one of care? Is it one of desire to meet a need? Or is it one of a desire to put them in their place, right? That's not the kind of teaching Jesus did. Jesus didn't look at these people and go like, all right, and he could have. <laughs> or like, we certainly would understand if he had had, if, uh, just from a human perspective, I would understand if Jesus was like, guys, get over yourselves. Everything's okay. Give me a chance to, to rest. Um, when his disciples were worried about people not having any food, he could have said, um, you know, get over yourselves, but he doesn't. He he invites his disciples to participate in this act of loving and serving and multiplying, and 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 meeting a need. Right. Um, so, when we see needy people around us, does it do their needs annoy us, or do we see them as opportunities? I think that's another question that's come that, that that's brought up in this text is that when Jesus sees people in need, he sees it as an opportunity. So often, as, rather than as something that's annoying or getting in his way. Um, so consider how you, you respond to needs, right? When Jesus sees a need, he invites his disciples to faith and invites the people to faith. He says, he basically says to his disciples, do you believe I can feed these people? Secondly, we see Jesus meets needs. He simply sees needs and meets them. And the result is that people are satisfied, right? He doesn't just give them enough to get through one more sermon. <laughs> he satisfies them. He meets needs. He satisfies. And then finally we see Jesus provides in abundance. Like there's food left over. Um, so when we give to people in need, when we serve people in need, um, we should also consider, do we give the bare minimum? Or do we give in abundance? Do we really want to make a difference? Or do we just want to be seen to be doing the right things by other people? Do we love people that way? Do we love people like Jesus loves people? Jesus loves people in such a way that invites faith, meets needs, and provides in abundance. That's convicting to me. Um, if it's not convicting to you, um, you're probably either a lot better Christian than me, or maybe you need to check your pulse. So let's ask God to help us love people the way Jesus does. Let's love people in a way that invites faith, not demands it. We don't demand people to believe what we believe and, and the way we believe and why we believe, but we invite them to join us in this journey of faith. Um, invite them to believe that Jesus will be there for us, that he'll provide for us, that he loves us. 
Do we love people in a way that meets needs? And do we love people in a way that provides abundance? Let's ask God to help us love people that way. Thanks for your time. We'll see you again next week.